and welcome to the Weather of the Mind podcast. I'm your host, Doug Krish. Good day to you. Today's topic is boundaries. Boundaries. What do you think about when you think about boundaries? Boundaries. When we use it colloquially, we might say uh, it's important to have good boundaries. But what does that really mean? I think of bounds, out of bounds, inbounds and out of bounds. A boundary, a fence, a line, a division, a wall. Now, boundaries are really important. And building off of what we were talking about last week, I was talking about about the importance of strategy. That if we live in a time and place where emotional health is vulnerable, uh, the emotional health of the individual is vulnerable. We need to approach life with strategy because we gotta we gotta take care of ourselves. We gotta have a an approach, a strategic approach to living a sound life. When we think about strategy, I think it's important to think about strategy in a visual sense. We talked about the word strategy was used for military. It was the work of the general to see all the moving parts and to come out with a plan, try to understand the system and see so when we're t- but we said in the 1880s strategy began to be used as a term beyond just military. But I think it's important that we go back to the military and we think about it. a huge part of strategy is about maps. It's about seeing things in relationship to each other. And seeing how things are moving and how things affect movement. If there are mountains, if there are lakes, if there are rivers, what's the weather like? What's the landscape like? If we are going into a battle, what are our strengths and weaknesses? What are our opponent's strengths and weaknesses? So we think about strategy, think about trying to get a view of a landscape. So when I think about boundaries, I'm trying to picture each individual one of us having our own little plot of land that represents us. I almost picture a little, like a quilt. And each little square or diamond or triangle on that quilt is like a little plot of land. Or I remember this poster we had in our living room growing up. It said Ireland. And it just had this picture of field after field after field. Seemingly sheep fields. And they were separated by these handmade stone walls, something you very you see commonly in Ireland and England and Scotland. So I picture I picture almost myself, or you know, one of us is like that's that's our land, that's our property, that's us. This is a, a metaphor for our emotional boundaries. And I'm thinking about you know, the fences, these stone wall fences that surround this, these properties. And it naturally leads into a very famous poem about boundaries. Can you guess it? By American poet Robert Frost in 1914, the poem, the poem is called Mending Wall. And I'm going to read it to you about 30 lines or so. Take me a few minutes here. Something there is that doesn't love a wall that sends the frozen ground swell under it and spills the upper boulders in the sun and makes gaps even two can pass abreast. The work of hunters is another thing. I have come after them and made repair where they have left no stone on a stone 
but they would have the rabbit out of hiding to please the yelping dogs. So, so far he's talking about there's something that doesn't love a wall. That sends the frozen ground, the frost, the frozen earth disrupts these walls every year. And the hunters come through and they disrupt these walls, pulling out rocks to let their dogs get out their rabbits. He goes on, speaking of the gaps. The gaps, I mean, no one has seen them made or heard them made, but at spring mending time, we find them there. I let my neighbor know beyond the hill, and on a day we meet to walk the line and set the wall between us once again. We keep the wall between us as we go. To each the boulders that have fallen to each, and some are loaves and some are so nearly balls. We have to us, we have to use a spell to make them balance. Stay where you are until our backs are turned. We wear our fingers rough with handling them. Oh, just another uh, kind of outdoor game, one on a side. It comes to little more. There where it is, we do not need the wall. So then they get to this part where he's saying, we don't need a wall. Okay, because we get into the orchards, dividing a fields, dividing uh, fields, I guess, to keep the sheep separate or the cows separate. That's one thing. But now they're into the orchard where there's a fence, a wall going through the orchard. Then there it is. We do not need the wall. He is all pine and I am apple orchard. My apple trees will never get across neath the cones under his pines, I tell him. He only says, good fences make good neighbors. Spring is the mischief in me, and I wonder if I could put a notion in his head. Why do they make good neighbors? Isn't it where there are cows? But here there are no cows. Before I built a wall, I'd ask to know what I was walling in or walling out, and to whom I was like to give offense. Something there is that doesn't love a wall, that wants it down. I could say elves to him. But it's not elves exactly, and I'd rather he said it for himself. I see him there, bringing a stone grass firmly by the top in each hand like an old stone savage armed. He moves in darkness as it seems to me, not of woods only and the shade of trees. He will not go behind his father's saying, and he likes having thought of it so well. He says again, good fences make good neighbors. 1914, American poet Robert Frost, Mending Wall. So he is walking as a spring ritual along with his neighbor. They meet up and they walk the wall between their properties and they repair it. And he says there's something in the world that does not like walls, that seems to toss them asunder. As these, every year from the freezing and the thawing, And the hunters, no matter what, the walls get displaced and need repair. But I really like the idea of thinking we each have this plot of land, this metaphorical plot of land and these stone walls that surround us. But maybe not stone walls. Maybe your walls are very rigid, uh, tall, wooden fences that are more like a fortress surrounding you. Maybe your walls are just a gentle hedgerow that could allow for sneaking through. What kind of walls do we put up around us and why are these walls important? Because let me tell you, these walls are important. We have boundaries every day in our social relationship, 
There's a part of us that is intellectual, that is emotional, that is physical, that is spiritual, that's social. We have a certain aspect and thought on these that we keep within our walls. Now, we let certain people in our lives have certain access, but we still have boundaries, even with the closest people in our lives. So the question is, is what is what fundamentally makes good boundaries? And I will say that there are basically two core elements to good fences, good boundaries, good stone walls. And that is, we must first of all, know ourselves. And then second, we have to communicate accurately and genuinely. As impeccable as possible, we must communicate with truth, especially regarding ourselves and our boundaries. If we approach others and speak from a genuine place and represent ourselves as we really are and represent our boundaries accurately, this will provide a consistency in our boundaries that really is fundamental to good relationships. I mean, this is a really important skill we're talking about here. You have to know what you stand for and what you don't stand for in order to say, this is my boundary. This is my fence. You have to know what you're not willing to accept, people crossing that. And people will cross it in ways that offend you, but it's up to us to communicate that as such. Genuineness, accuracy, really rooted in knowledge of ourself. I often think, and I've written about this before, that we spend so much time focusing on ourselves and how to heal ourselves and how to know ourselves, and that just seems really selfish. But it's not. It's truly, truly not. Because we are very much social beings. And we live in very complicated social worlds, social situations. So it's fundamental that we know ourselves. It's fundamental that we have good boundaries. Boundaries are maybe a one of the most fundamental aspects to social psychology. One of the fundamental aspects to having a healthy social life, having healthy boundaries. But again, if we look to having a healthy social life and we look towards personal interrelationships, we really have to go back and make sure we're rooted in ourself, grounded in ourself. We've spent time knowing ourself. That's the fundamental relationship. Before we can love others fully, we must love and accept ourselves. I want to leave with an image, and that is the, the fence, the back fence in our family's property growing up, because it changed. It changed a lot, and I think it speaks to how boundaries exist, but they can be very, very different, and how we present ourselves to the world. If we have good self-respect, we're going to have boundaries, but what kind of boundaries do we present to others? Are they... Are they welcoming boundaries in a way? Or are they almost offensive boundaries? So we used to have this back fence that was so subtle. A fence can be very subtle. This is kind of like a, a rural type of fence that might keep, keep uh, I don't know, maybe keep horses in. But a horse could certainly jump this fence. It's almost like a psychological fence, a psychological barrier. 
it was basically just, you know, three feet tall. But it was just, of those three feet, half of it was see-through. It was just pieces of wood, horizontal pieces of wood, one close to the ground, one two feet up, and then a little ledge on top. That was the fence. It was simple. As little kids, we could easily cross it. And we had good neighbors back behind this fence. And behind this fence, there was also a bit of vines and bushes and a little a little bit of wilderness, a little bit of wildness. Now, the neighbors eventually sold their property and moved far away. And what was replaced was a new neighbor who basically wanted to eradicate all life on the property and mowed down all the brambles and all the bushes and all the trees that laid beyond this little fence. And then sure enough, this new character put up a seven, eight foot white plastic wall of a fence. So again, two boundaries, but very, very different. Very, they, they speak very differently about the people behind the boundaries, and they speak very differently about how to approach the boundaries. So to be a strong person and to be a strong family and community member is to have boundaries, consistent boundaries, and well-thought-out boundaries that, that are genuine and resonate with our true, truest selves. So I encourage you to, to take this brainstorm and do a sketch. Sketch out little fields, those fields in Ireland with the stone walls, and think about who your closest closest neighbors are, your family members, your friends. But keep in, keep a thoughts also about part of your boundary that people come across when they're just meeting you at, at work or out and about in the world. I hope this episode instigated some good reflection on the importance of boundaries, the importance of knowing ourselves and being consistent and genuine in our conversations and how we express these boundaries. All right, living and learning, onwards. Stay hydrated, try to find some exercise. Give yourself time to rest and know yourself. Hopefully, be kind to yourself so that you can be kind to others. Have a great week. Talk to you soon. Bye-bye. Thank you.